0: You are listening to You Heard It Here Second.
1: Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or DerekAndSteve.com.
0: Subscribe and follow today. The Alice Network's uh, cozy book. There you go, 65%. And the headline reads, you could do worse. So there you go. Derek and Steve present...
1: The good (laughs) thing is, Phillies fans are very reasonable, level-headed people. (laughs) (laughs) The Boston Celtics made a huge, huge splash. You know who they got? Uh, they got
0: buckets Bupkis, yes. <laughs> Zip. Zip. Bupkis. His nickname is Nada, nickname is Nada is zero,
1: right. nothing. The they bucket. got Zilch,
0: Derek. <laughs> actually, they did Mr. get they got a second round pick.
1: <laughs> Dr. Zilch, PhD. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here second.
0: Hello and welcome to episode number 127 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what is happening?
1: Derek, what is happening, my man? Not um, much. Not much on my end either. It's been two weeks since our last yep. podcast. Yep. I don't think we've either of us have had a spring break. Um, I already used mine this year. <laughs> uh, just finished intramural basketball game.
0: Oh, nice. We are nice. five and two. It's a good record. It's a good record. Sem-
1: Semi pro bono is five and two. <laughs>
0: of course, of right? course, it's pretty good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Your your, um, your options are limited when you're when you're make, picking law school names. Uh, uh, so it's fo- pretty good.
1: Our football team name is Habeas Score Plus. <laughs>
0: I don't even know what that is. What does like that ha- mean?
1: Habeas Habeas Corpus. Habeas oh score yeah, yes. Yeah, okay, okay. Could be better. Nice. <laughs> Semi pro bono is a little better. Last year was uh, Make It arraign. <laughs> nice. I like, like that. Ra- like I Like that Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. You, you work with what you got. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> you sure do. So episode 127, if you heard it here second, um, back after uh, a week off as usual. Um, we have probably a shorter episode today. We got a few sports topics and a few pop culture topics. Uh, one that maybe blends the two. Um, but we're kind of, I like to call this kind of the combo before the storm we right now because we have... NBA NHL playoffs coming and March Madness final four is coming, but we're in the dead period of kind of both of those things, uh, this week. So it's kind of just like a little bit of a calm period. So I like uh, calm
1: before the storm more than I like dead period.
0: Yeah, I think calm. Yeah. It's a little bit more uplifting and kind of pro- like it, it has some promise to it versus dead period is pretty, is pretty weak. So, yeah. um, we'll so anything you want to say before we kick it into sports?
1: Uh no. I think I'm just excited for a nice quick episode. I did it. I jinxed it.
0: (laughs) All right. So buckle up everyone. It'll be two hours now. Um all righty. So without any further ado, that brings us into the first half, which is sports. The monster jam. Alrighty, so sports. Um couple topics here. Uh we'll start with baseball. Um baseball season is underway. It's been underway for Uh, for most of the league, for about uh, four or five days now. Uh, For Seattle and Oakland, they did start about two weeks ago. Uh, And
1: for the the Red Sox and Yankees, it hasn't started yet. It hasn't started yet.
0: But otherwise, for most teams in the league, it has started um, for uh, four or five days now. So uh, baseball's underway. We'll start with that, uh, and then we'll get into some of the other news related to baseball contracts and stuff. Um, Red Sox and Yankees terrible starts to their season, particularly the Love Red it. Sox. Um I think the Yankees are what 2 and 2 as we're recording this now. Yep. Um but the Red Sox are 1 and 4, awful start for the defending champs. One way one trip through their rotation, all five starting pitchers just abysmal starts, <laughs> just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um so not what you're looking for there. Offense has not been that bad, but um like JD Martinez is producing a lot of offense, but uh, not nearly enough to make up for the pitching woes the Red Sox have had so far. Uh, meanwhile, the Rays have run out to a four and one record and are atop the AL East. So, uh, do you expect the season to end with these standings?
1: You know, it's they. You know what they say? It's the first five games is all that matters. <laughs> so, <laughs> in baseball, if you're four and one and you lead the division after five, you're pretty it's much over. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the the other 157 <laughs> games. Who cares, right? Um, so, I'm just kidding. I don't want. I don't want to read too much into it. But anytime I get to say that my teams are better than your Boston teams, yeah, I take full advantage of it. <laughs> so, in your stupid face, right the now. Red Sox have a championship hangover. They suck. They're they lost to two bad teams, and uh, that's all I have to say.
0: Yeah, you know, right now is a good time for you. I'll say, and I have to concede that because. The out of the teams that are currently playing right now, you've got baseball. Your team is better than mine. You've got hockey. Your team is better than mine, and you've got basketball where my team is better than yours. But you're still benefiting from my team being better better than yours.
1: That's right. So That's right. And we'll we'll talk about per- that. We'll talk when we about get to that. Basketball. But this is a
0: perfect yeah. world for you right now, really. Um, so. But yeah, so obviously terrible start for the Red Sox. Says,
1: this is a perfect world, says the guy who the Patriots won the Super Bowl, the Red Sox won the World Series, and the Celtics are better than the Magic. I really, really appreciate the optimism coming from you, Derek. But I don't you
0: can shove it. And the, the Bruins are in second place behind the lightning. Yeah. Um but but so but uh on a serious note, the uh I will say now, um, I need to be very clear here that this is that I am not about to make an excuse. This isn't an excuse because the Red Sox have sucked this year, uh, through five games. But I do think it, it is actually kind of wild um, the scheduling for the Red Sox to start the season. Now, have you looked at the what they have coming up as well?
1: They haven't played a home game yet. They're all they haven't played the a home Coast game yet. Right, yeah,
0: they start eleven games in eleven days on the West Coast to start the season. If you win the World wild. Series,
1: you should. You should no, no,
0: have I, I, Yeah, I agree. But but it is it – is, uh, in baseball, they said it like a while before – they said it in like August last year or something. Mm-hmm. So actually, that came out like before the Red Sox actually won the World Series. I, again, I'm not complaining. That's like you win the World Series. I'm I, For all I care, make you play all your games on the road like for a defending champion. <laughs> yeah. um, but it is interesting that uh, normally you don't start a season like that. On the bright side, you know, that eliminates like a big West Coast trip that you have normally during your season, I suppose. So – um, so yeah, so interesting scheduling there, but yeah, Red Sox Yankees uh pretty bad to start the year. Um obviously can't overreact, but uh so relating to that, you know, there's a lot of talk going on around that with contracts that are being handed out in Major League Baseball. Um since we're talking about it and since they're kind of in the news, uh since we last recorded, the Red Sox handed out two pretty big ones. Um with Chris Sale getting a 5-year, a 150 million dollar extension or 145, I think. Uh, and Xander Bogart's getting a six year one twenty million dollar extension. um so w- you can start by commenting on those or you can bring up other ones. but kind of what are your initial thoughts on what we're seeing in baseball, which is kind of straying from a lot of other sports, and that there's just contracts being signed all times of the year, really whenever it happens, not in some like crazy crunch two week period like you get in the nBA
1: I like it. Um, my, I'm not going to comment on each individual contract because there's a lot flying around. Yeah. Like you didn't mention Bregman had just signed a big contract. The Rays signed Blake, Sme- uh, Bre- Blake Snell to five years, 50 million. Um, Asuna yep. for the brave signed a, a pretty long contract. And then obviously Mike Trout and, uh, Machado and, uh, Bryce Harper signed. Yeah. De- deals from eight to 12 to 15 years. Which so is, yeah. which is insane. It's, it's crazy. Insane. Yeah. But I like it as a as a small market team where you never know who's going to be on your team the next year. If someone has a good year, you could basically kiss them goodbye. Uh, I like the trend towards longer contracts. People should stay on the teams they're on for at least, I mean, it looks like five years. It looks seems to be the low bar for good players now. Um, so I am fully on board with this trend towards sign good players for a long amount of time. Rather than let them go through arbitration for four years and then hope that they re-sign during their off-season.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and and, you know, arbitration is actually a pretty good thing for some of these teams because it it sort of acts as a as a as a protection against you know for the team. Like in a case like the Rays, right? Like Blake Snell is very young. What's his? Is he like twenty three? Maybe? Yeah, very. Checked. Um, And so he actually, with the arbitration rules, he can't go cash in on free agency, like you're saying. A lot, like like a lot, like happens to a lot of players that come through the Rays system, right? They get they get good, and then they hit free agency, and they go to a big mega market team. Um, Blake Snell can't do that for like three or four more years, so the Rays have that to their advantage. And it's like, all right, well, you can keep going to arbitration, or you can just sign a fifty million dollar deal right now um, to keep you here until you're at that like twenty eight year old age where you go hit, you go get a David Price contract or something, you know. But um, so I think it's a good protection in the early stage of these guys' careers. Um, but you're right. I think it's really cool that you're seeing all these guys stay with their teams and just like not even. And this is not even in like in other sports. You see this happen. Like maybe a guy ends up coming back, but he at least tested the waters a little bit, you know, like he. Yeah, there were some rumors about him or he tested free agency. Like this is the the first week of the season. But like we're so far away from free agency and these guys are still willing to negotiate and sign deals. So I think it's it's pretty cool to see. Um, and Yeah, I just think it's yeah. it's it, it's a little bit of a breath of fresh air in baseball. But I will say, like the Mike Trout contract and the, even the Harper and Machado ones, like they really like. It's crazy to look at the other contracts in comparison to them. You know, it's like it's it's wild, really.
1: It's it's a nice, refreshing pushback from the, the yeah. basketball world, where players are jumping around left and right. They're dictating where they go. Yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> I'm for it
0: for sure. Um. So there's baseball. Uh. Good start to the year for some teams, not as good for others. Uh, anything else you want to add on baseball? Start.
1: No, just that <clears throat> baseball is back. I'm a big fantasy baseball guy, so I we will be talking about baseball. Unfortunately, even though it's kind of boring sometimes. Yeah, um, and I will be updating everyone on the Rays as they stay atop the AL East in <laughs> their hunt for <laughs> in their hunt for the World Series championship.
0: There you go. They are. It is anyone can win it at this stage, and like they say, the first five games are all that really matter. So even if yeah. they don't win it, they they won the first five. Um So that's it for baseball. Uh, Moving to basketball. Um, We basically have college and NBA. What do you want to start with? You want to start with college or start with uh, the pros?
1: I want to start with college because I don't know much about the teams left. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Very fair. So we are at the final four. It is Michigan State versus Texas Tech. Yep. And then Virginia versus Auburn. Uh, we have Auburn, which is a five seed. Texas Tech is a three seed. Michigan State's a two seed, and Virginia's a one seed. So mm-hmm. this may be the weirdest Final Four we've seen in a long time.
0: Probably is. Uh, yeah.
1: I'm for it. I'm a I'm well known, well documented hater of <laughs> of fake opportunistic uh, March Madness bracket like cheering. Like this, the false hope that sixty-four exactly, teams could like, win. Exactly, like the sixteen yeah. seed that beats a one seed, and you, people start, yeah, throwing their TVs out the window and saying the world's ending. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is about as close as you get. You're getting, to, you're getting close, yeah. Right, so a five seed in the final four is about as close as you get to madness. In March yeah. madness, so I'm very for it. Yeah, uh, I it ruined my bracket, but. It ruined everyone's back, so who cares? No. Yeah, I mean that's just I mean, my general thoughts. But what are your? Do you know anything specific about these teams or what are uh, your thoughts?
0: Not really. No, I mean I did watch them a bit. You know, throughout the the course of the tournament, I you know I like I think these teams have all looked really good. Uh, Virginia, I'm still kind of surprised they got there. It just feels like they're in close games and they're very defensive. And you know, I just I don't know. I I don't feel like Virginia's that good, but they keep pull, uh, pulling off these games. Um, but I think to your point, like you know, we have once in a while seen. The lower seeds like i think like kemba's yukon team was an 8 seed i think and like mm-hmm. you know they're sprinkled in there but i think as you get it like you know auburn has actually been convincingly winning games like auburn's yeah. not your cinderella like auburn i watched them and and i forget which earlier round game it was i think but whoever they were facing i had the team they were facing winning and i'm like i'm like jesus like auburn is not missing anything i'm like are you Kent- guys ever going to miss a shot Kentucky it wasn't Kentucky. It, it, was, it was like it was even earlier. It was like you know, it was North like I Carolina? think it was a four-five matchup. No, I, I forget which team it was, but I think it was the fourth seed they faced. But uh, maybe Can- Kansas, Kansas. It was Kansas. That's who it was. And Listen so- to this:
1: the- Auburn has beaten New Mexico State, Kansas, North Carolina, and Kentucky. <laughs> that's <laughs> all in our house. Right? Yeah, right.
0: That's yeah. That's crazy. I, I didn't realize that. Actually, I hadn't kind of put it all together. But, yeah, so like even just in that game, like, you know, I didn't, it's not like I had Kansas winning the tournament, but I had Kansas winning that game. And in March Madness, you're rooting for the team you picked. So I'm I'm watching that game. And Auburn, it was like a joke. Auburn was shooting like 70% from three. And I'm like, these guys are insane. Like, this, I can't believe they're having this this lucky game. And then the next game, they come out against, uh, or whichever one it was first, Kentucky or North Carolina. And they're just as good. And like, so Auburn, I'm very impressed by. Um, And so along those lines of you, of kind of like, making baby steps towards um, solving what you have described many times as being false hope right? Um, right a team like Auburn at least now they almost set a precedent for others right like so now it's like you can pretty much expand that to 20 teams I would say right like if, if a five seed can look as good as Auburn has looked then like you could you know you can safely say, Twenty teams have at least a shot to win this. Like every five and five and up, well, has a we'll chance. see if
1: we'll see how they fare against yeah, Virginia true, before we true. start saying that. Yeah. That's
0: true, but I mean, but given the teams they've beaten, you know, you can at least give them more than the the sixteen seed hope. You know, um, right. but so there there's steps there. But yeah, otherwise, um, it is wild. I mean the the bracket pool that I was in I don't I don't do many of these anymore I only I try to do only one a year because I'm just kind of like you I, I'm not super into it I, I like to follow so it, but bad at it it's just a, a waste of money yeah. yeah um and so but you know these in these bracket pools like everyone picked Duke North Carolina really are the were the two com- most common ones and so like the crazy part about this year's brackets and it's probably with a lot of people too in the one that I was in actually my brother still has a chance to win it despite picking basically none of this like none of the fun, like he, I think he's got one final four team yeah. um and like it reaches the point where you're actually rooting against the teams you picked because the majority of the te- of the other players picked them to win the that's championship That's exactly what
1: that's exactly what I have yeah. to do. Yeah. I have to root for Texas Tech and Auburn. I just have <laughs> yeah. to root against these guys because they're the only two teams that no one picked and I'm yeah. in the lead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah, even so even though you didn't get anyone in the final four right or potentially you know, you could still win the win the bracket by having these crazy teams in the championship. So, yeah. uh, definitely living up more so to madness this year than in other years, and even on top, even just even just the fact that Virginia is the one seed that made it, given the other three one seeds and how ever how much everyone thought they were so good. You know, with Duke and Zion and UNC and Gonzaga, Virginia was kind of the laughed at number one seed, thinking that they were the the inferior one, yeah. um, and they end up making it. So, pretty ma- pretty I, much madness.
1: I, I, I do want to note that you're, we're, we're going to make another prediction, but I don't know if you remember this, but you made a very strong prediction at the beginning of this March Madness mm-hmm. before any games had started. Do you know what it was? And it's very I, true.
0: I remember saying that I thought the ACC was overrated in the tournament. You did. Yeah.
1: And it and it's absolutely true. The yeah. ACC flamed out. I mean, they yeah. all had pretty decent showings until early. About, yeah. Yeah. The elite eight and then everybody flamed out. Yeah,
0: The, the one, the one part I'll say I wasn't so yeah for the most part what i said there was true i think i did make a comment that i thought virginia was the worst of them which which is again kind of what a lot of people thought but in general you know duke unc even the middling ones like virginia tech like they all ended up kind of flaming out although i think virginia tech lost to duke i think so it's uh in within the acc but still yeah. the overall the acc did not have a great showing in this tournament um beyond the sweet 16 of course they they had a real strong showing getting to the sweet 16 but
1: well, let's do this. Who do you pick your winner and I'll pick my winner?
0: Um, out of these Still four, over. I'm I'm I think I'm going to pick Michigan State to win. Um, as much as I've liked what I've seen from Auburn, I think Michigan State watching them play against Duke and executing down the stretch and just having a, a long-tenured good coach and Tom Izzo. I, I I like Michigan State to win this one.
1: I want to pick Virginia. All right. Just because this whole madness is Obviously going to come down to a number one winning and yep. everyone's going to be like, oh, shoot, hey, bummer. Yeah. I
0: will I will say this, because that's kind of one of those things you pick based on the kind of the story of it. Right. Um, and the other part of that story that I think would come full circle for everything and for your storyline as well is Virginia last year losing to a 16 seed.
1: <laughs> like yeah, like last
0: year, Virginia loses to a 16 seed. Everyone's like, oh, 16 seeds can win. <laughs> Obviously, they don't. <laughs> Then the next year, Virginia comes back as a one-seed again and wins the tournament. (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) Welcome to the madness. (laughs) So that would be the anti-madness for sure. Yeah. Um,
1: So that's um, what I'm picking.
0: Cool. So anything else on college?
1: Nothing else on college.
0: Just- College basketball.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I, I- Props to Zion for making college yeah. basketball fun. Like I don't, Zion's awesome. I don't, I don't follow, I don't follow college, bas- college basketball, but not only was he fun to watch, but he seemed like a good kid. He does. Um, it was not like a hateable Duke team. It was a, it was a likable Duke,
0: which team, is so rare. It's like which is very rare. And like,
1: and he is a monster. And I'm happy yeah. that I got to see him play basketball. You know, he
0: college. would be. I saw somewhere that he would be the right now. He would be the third heaviest player in the NBA. Did you see? That? I heard. I heard second. Second. I think so I, yeah. I, think I, I'm, I told you that i heard it from multiple places but you might have said it to me yeah but it's Name, insane do
1: you know who's bigger who's the biggest
0: uh no not off the top of my head
1: you don't know who the heaviest is
0: uh no Embiid maybe nope no not Embiid. i don't know bobon oh that's right of course it's bobon that's right the huge guy yeah 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 bobon's like He's, seven six he, yeah he,
1: he can hang from the rim without <laughs> going without on tippy toes yeah yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. um so yeah, Zion, I, I really hope Zion's good, honestly. Yeah, you're right. I think he, he seems like a good kid. He he wanted to come back and play. He didn't have that prima donna attitude of a number one pick, you know. Like yeah. like, you know, I I definitely like Zion. Um, and I hope he I hope he's good in the NBA. But um So speaking of the NBA, the NBA playoffs are coming, A couple of minor storylines. Um we're now we'll come back to what we said earlier, how you are benefiting from uh anything the Celtics do that is good at this time of the year, and why is that?
1: So the Orlando Magic, I've said it before on this podcast, have a chance to make the goddamn playoffs, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so excited. They haven't made the playoffs since I think the run in 2008, like with uh, uh, nine. Dwight 2009, Howard 2009, 2009. with Hedo Turkaloo and Michael Petrus, J- uh, Jameer <laughs> Nelson, that whole crew. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Um, so and and the Celtics end up playing the Heat, who we are in a dead heat Right, with. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> pun not intended. So, I am wearing my Celtics outfit right now. I've got my Celtics shirt on. Uh, I, I need them to keep winning. and I need the Magic to keep winning, but it would be a... the, And we would freaking get demolished by the Bucks. but it would be great. I would get to watch the Magic on primetime television. Yeah,
0: and playoff uh, games where they get attention. Jeff, uh,
1: they, Jeff Van Gundy would be talking about Aaron Gordon, and I would love it. I just can't wait.
0: Yeah. Now, I will say this, your your rooting for the Celtics lasts for another um, five days. Correct. And then on Sunday, the Magic play the Celtics. So On Sunday,
1: they can go to hell.
0: It ends there. (laughs) Um, But tomorrow, or on Wednesday, for when you're listening, the Celtics play the Heat, and Steve needs the Celtics to win. Um, yes, so, and because the the Heat and Magic are like he said in virtually a dead heat. The Magic yeah. have lost one more game, um, but that that will be erased and become a tie again if the Celtics beat the Heat. So,
1: so the funny thing is the West is set. The West, oh, the has West been, is well, set well, the, with the teams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who can make it in and who can and who's eliminated? Yeah, there's a
0: big gap between the Thunder and the Kings. The, right. the Kings, so, all, the Kings hung around for a while, so very surprisingly, but
1: and there are four teams left in the East. That can still either yeah. make it or be eliminated. So it's the Nets, the Pistons, the Heat, and the Magic. So there's four teams right now with four I think, games left for three spots. Each right for three spots. Yeah, no, two spots I think.
0: Uh, oh no, three spots. No, yeah, three, three spots.
1: Because the Magic are the one out right now. So yeah. they're all within a game. Yeah,
0: they're not. They're only yeah, they're other. only a game and a half behind the Pistons for six. So yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, you know, anything can happen there. That's that's crazy. So,
1: Hold on to your butts. The end of the season is going to be wild. Um, and, and I, I will say, yeah, go ahead. The Heat. I think a few of the teams play each other. I think the Heat also play the Nets. Um, so we've got some drama yeah. coming coming down the pipe.
0: Yeah, that that is that's that's some good stuff. Just to uh, who gets the, to lose to well, Toronto you know, and the Bucs. I will say with the Bucks that you know they are they did have to have some injuries. Now I'm not saying they're injuries that will cause you to lose to an eight seed, but um you know i could see a game or two um going the other way so you know you never know i mean you never know to an extent i'll say um the uh the one thing i'll add just kind of a minor note and, and i know that i'm optimistic about this every year and it's really never the case um but there are some matchups in the west that i am kind of intrigued by like i would love it if the thunder stay at the eight seed i would love to see the thunder get a chance to play the warriors in the first round yeah. um i think if it's the spurs i think the warriors will sweep them um just because they're just the Spurs just don't have Kawhi anymore, and they don't have you know LaMarcus they don't Aldridge. Don't like athletes. Yeah, they don't really. Yeah, it's true. Aldridge and DeRozan are just like good basketball players, but they're not like your yeah. transcendent athletes. The Thunder like have you know with Westbrook and Paul George, like it's just at least interesting, you know. So uh, right. I would like to see that matchup stay there, but but yeah, so it'll be interesting uh, coming into the playoffs here, and I think the next time we podcast, the playoffs may have started. So uh, and then keep your they eye on go on that. for about. Two and, years. Then, and then a couple years later when, when we both have grandkids, we will know who the NBA champion is. So yeah, of be 2019. <laughs> uh, so anything else on basketball? No, let's move to hockey. All righty, moving to hockey. Um, the Lightning are gunning for the all-time wins record. Um, they
1: are indeed. They need to win their last three games. We'll yes. actually see if they're winning, They including tonight. So let me see what the score is here. They are currently... Well, oh, looks like in in between tied. second and third period. Yeah,
0: still tied yeah. though, right? 2-2. Two, two. um, And so it, it isn't an easy finish for them as they play the Maple Leafs and Bruins in their last two games who are going to, who are fighting. Those two teams are fighting for higher seed against each other, you know, so that they are still playing for something. Um, And so here's what my question to you was going to be about this. Um and it's a similar question to actually what I was asked about the Red Sox last year with like the Red Sox were kind of approaching that wins record towards the True. last month of the year. Do you value a wins record like in any way against like resting and getting ready for the playoffs? Hmm. But like so. so And, and again, I'm not saying the Lightning have to rest. You know, I think the Lightning are going to be fine in the first round if they don't rest their guys. But, you yeah. know, when push comes to shove, if, if it's all locked up and you've won the president's trophy and you are going and, and game number 82 against the Bruins. You know, Bruins teams that are going to maybe try to get an extra get lock up their seed, they're going to be playing hard. Are you putting yeah. guys like Stamkos and Kucherov like on the ice with the risk of injury or anything else? Like, are you doing that for the wins record or no?
1: It's a good question. I'm gonna say yes. Yes, I like that answer. This, this is a this is you can break the all time. You could be the best team of all time.
0: Yeah, um, yeah and yeah. I
1: know you. There's a caveat to that that the before there was ties or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you could still but be the still, winningest the team games, of all yeah. time. You've got good depth. Um, I also think you lose something by sitting people. the The break doesn't do players who play like baseball. If you sit people, yeah, it yeah. would just ruin them. Hockey, you play a decent amount of games. Basketball too, it gets you out of this long season mentality. You know, it's like a mini, like a mini summer or mini spring break, and they just yeah. have to reacclimate to playing yeah. again. Yeah, which is bad for the playoffs. You don't want that. So. Yeah, so I'm fully on board with not sitting them. I and think it's not a back or anything either, right? And they'll yeah. they'll get um, a bye either way, which is fine. So I'm for not sitting and going for the record.
0: There you go. So, lightning going for the wins record, and we'll see if they can get it. But uh,
1: freaking darn it, Montreal <laughs> just scored.
0: <laughs> well it's all it's all a moot point if, if the lightning lose tonight all they can if do they is lose tie tonight
1: the record. then rest everyone hurry yeah, <laughs> not, there's no no
0: use in tying the record especially with that caveat so yeah. um so yeah so basically that's kind of the main topic in hockey i mean the playoffs are i the nhl playoffs are my favorite one out of all of them and i just i can't wait for that so uh that's coming up i believe actually a week from tonight is actually the start of the NHL playoffs. April 9th is actually wow. game 1, I believe. I would need to verify that. Um but the C, the regular season ends by the 7th for everyone and I think then the first games start the 9th and 10th. Um so so get ready. That's the, that that will be started by the next time we podcast most likely. So, what a uh, time to be alive. Great time to be alive there. Um so anything else on hockey?
1: Nothing else on hockey. I right. I finally have not finally, lightning good for a while, but <laughs> I'm finally rooting for a group of teams that have a chance to play playoff
0: sports. Yeah, you might I'm have two happy. of them. Might have two of them.
1: Would you believe it, Derek? I would not, not only, have believed it if you told you're me. You're si- you're sitting here with two championship winning teams, <laughs> and I'm just hoping for two teams to make the playoffs.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you are. in you're for a wins record. You're you're in for a wins record. So yeah, you one have one of them. You have one. one of elite them hasn't team. Made You have an elite team. I'm not. I'm I not, do have an elite team. I'm not one claiming that. I, I'm not claiming you have it better than me. But I'm. You have an elite team. So it's it's a start. It's a start. Um, Every
1: time I go to a Rays game and they win, it feels like (laughs) like a big middle finger to Boston (laughs) against anybody. They win anybody.
0: For sure. Um, Alrighty, so that's going to do it for sports and bring us into the second half, which is pop culture. Alrighty, so pop culture. Um, the first pop culture topic is is blending with sports a little bit, but we need we want to briefly mention it. Um, R.I.P. to the A.A.F.
1: R-I-P-A-A-F. <laughs> the sad um, story. <laughs> America. What was what did AAF the, stand for? Uh, Alliance, Alliance, Alliance of American in, yeah, Football.
0: Alliance of American so football. The,
1: so uh, rest in peace, Alliance of American Football. <laughs> uh, I am actually upset about this. I don't know how you feel. I didn't watch any games. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoyed that there was football on in the offseason. People talked about it. There were some fun names thrown around. Johnny Benzel yeah. made an appearance. Um, and the Orlando Apollos were seven and one.
0: Wow, I didn't Steve, know that.
1: And Steve Spurrier was our head coach. So wow. we had a very fun, good football team in Florida, and we lost it due to a, that, I, I don't know why they, they're folding, but they are. So, That's I'm
0: disappointed. Tough. That's tough. So, Johnny Manziel, um the somehow is the so in a in a rare moment of of being mature, I guess. Did you see his tweet? No, what he said? So Johnny Manziel is now the one who's like giving advice to everyone. So Johnny Manziel says his tweet was, if you're an AAF player and the league does dissolve, the last check you got will be the last one that you get. No lawsuit or anything else will get you your bread. Save your money and keep your head up. It's the only choice at this point unless something drastic happens. Huh. Telling people to be responsible with their paycheck. Johnny Manziel, the irony. That, sound, that sounds like him. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell?
1: That's not the Johnny Manziel I signed up for. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs>
0: yeah. Maybe that's why the league's folding.
1: Isn't that the guy who said, I can't hear you, I have too much money in my hand?
0: <laughs> that is. And that is the guy like, who's- pretend-
1: he pretended a stack of money was a cell phone, and, and said, his patented I can't hear symbol you. was
0: was the finger and thumbs money gesture. Um, so yeah. yeah, of course,
1: yeah, of course, he'll say that he's got money coming out of his butt.
0: <laughs> um, so th- so there you go. The AAF is folding. I, I am not uh, just to just to comment on what you said. I'm not. I can't characterize myself as upset about it. I don't think um, it's disappointing. Um, but
1: you're you not know mad. What? You're disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm
0: disappointed. I <laughs> Thanks, I think. Dad. Um, I th- I think Really what it comes down to it, unfortunately, I think that the realization that I have about this based on the fact that it really didn't gain any a lot of viewership traction is that I think people just need the break we have from football. No, nope. I, I, I think I they don't do. agree with that take. I, I, I don't I, agree with that take. I just think they do. I just No one watched Who's it. They? Every Everyone. No one watched it. You, did, no you, watched you didn't it watch it. No one watched it
1: because it was not on normal TV channels. Yeah, it was on CBS. They were on CBS, I, at least for the no. first few weeks. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't find them.
0: They were they were on they were on they were nationally on CBS the first few weeks. I don't, I don't no one watched so. it. It's just
1: they were in they were in weird cities at weird times.
0: I mean, maybe need the break is the wrong phrase, but like they they don't need more football at that time of year. I, I guess is the better way to put it. Like like if there was that was right after the Super Bowl it started. You know, it's just like I don't know. You know, the Super Bowl ends. People are like, all right. You know, now let me check in and see how the NBA and the NHL are going. Like March Madness is coming up. Then baseball starts, you know, it's like there's a lot, there's a lot going on at that time. Nope. Um
1: that's a bad take.
0: Well, it's it's the the facts the facts stand for themselves. People didn't watch nope. it.
1: Just poorly so. managed. It was just poorly managed. Yeah. People liked Blockbuster and that one under Derek. You just gotta <laughs> you gotta adjust. So champions know. adapt.
0: I don't know. I I think that we have the right amount of football. So uh so the AF's folding. Um next topic, we have a cozy book corner. Is that right? That's right.
1: All right. So this week's cozy book corner is a book that most of you have probably heard of before.
0: Derek, have you heard of this book? I I don't I don't I don't think so. But the name sounds familiar, but I don't know anything right. beyond that.
1: Well, I can guarantee your mom read this book. All right. Uh, it's called Water for Elephants um, by Sarah Gruen. It was very popular, I think, five five to 10 years ago. It was New York Times number one bestseller. Super popular book when it came out. They made a movie about it. Um, I don't know who's in it. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, but I'm about to review it. All right. Um, Water for Elephants is a good book. I can see why it was a number one bestseller. Um, it was fancy and dark and real and gritty. Um, so the basic premise is this guy runs away to join the circus. A lot okay. of crazy stuff goes down. The bad guy is like a schizophrenic bad guy, so he's actually very nice half of the book and very mean hmm. the other half of the book, and you don't know when he's going to be nice and when he's going to be mean because he's he's bipolar or schizophrenic. So okay. it actually is a very tense, interesting character character development like he's, it's hard to read and he's actually very realistic and um, it's very gritty they curse a lot it jumps between uh, the, the main character as an old person and a young person uh, so when he's remembering the circus versus when he's in the circus mm-hmm. um, so it's it's a very good book it's nothing special like in terms of these crazy ridiculous plot it's just a love story in a circus setting um, but the, the setting of the circus is very unique very well described um, I'm going to give it, you ready for this, Derek?
0: I'm ready. I'm ready.
1: 83 Steve Nicholas wow, Avocados. Wow, okay. 83%. Um, so not the best book out there, but if you're looking for a very fun, easy to read, not too long, uh, well-known book, I would recommend this one. It's fancy, it's fun, it's goofy, um, but also very dark and greedy at the same time. So Water for Elephants, 83% Steve Nicholas Avocados, and that's that.
0: All right, fancy, fun, goofy, dark, and gray. Water for elephants. That's the headline. Yeah. Um, so, so I um, love when you remember the words <laughs> yeah. that I say and repeat them,
1: <laughs> because it makes it sound. When I hear it, I'm like, wow, that sounds dumb. <laughs> I would yeah, never well, read something well, like I that. I kind
0: of consolidate them and, uh, and and put them all together. So that well, that, helps. that helps to make yeah. it. It helps to make it sound dumb. Is what I meant. That's yeah. what I was going to say. All
1: of your moms love this book. <laughs> guaranteed
0: alrighty so uh water for elephants cozy book corner uh, a couple more topics now shifting to television um specifically HBO I'll let you take the first one uh final season of veep is back
1: yeah the final season of veep season seven of uh a lot of people's favorite show on HBO uh the vice president with uh, Julia Dreyfus um, veep is back started last Sunday it's gonna be every night every Sunday I think it's after Barry um, but Barry is also back which I My final drive was about Barry last week. So, season two started um, this Sunday as well. So, Mm -hmm. if you're interested in two very good Sunday night back-to-back shows, Veep and Barry are both back and they're both good.
0: Now, does one of those end Um, before Game of Thrones or are they going to be three on Sundays? I
1: I don't know. So, Game of Thrones is like two weeks. Veep and Barry are both 30 minutes long. Oh, okay, okay. So, I think if I remember correctly, they like to stack. Shows with Game of Thrones to get people interested in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they did that with Ballers when Ballers came out. <laughs>
0: yeah, right, right. And
1: we we ended up watching a full just season just be, of Ballers. Just, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> purely because it was on after Game and of Thrones. We couldn't
0: get up and, and you got to decompress from Game of Thrones. Yeah, you.
1: you it, they just we ended up watching a full season of Ballers yeah, on true. HBO. It was a terrible yeah. show.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, no, but so. but for that exact reason, actually, I'm kind of still surprised though by these two starting now. I would have expected a new show. Although maybe maybe Barry's not picked up enough traffic uh traction, traction and they want to stack it against Game of Thrones too. Yeah.
1: I mean maybe they maybe they won't. Maybe they'll find yeah. a different slot. They have HBO 1 2 3 4 5 Latino Kids whatever. They have yeah, all the yeah, HBOs yeah. they can put right, it on. Right. Um, but Veep and Barry are both back starting Sunday night. Nice. So you've got two new uh Sunday night shows if you're interested on HBO.
0: There you go. So Veep and Barry bo- both back um on related topic of Sunday night shows, there's the one we talked about uh, last week, which is the case against Adan Sayed. Um, the final episode of that four part uh, miniseries aired this past Sunday. Um, oh, it's over. It's over. It's so yeah. It's that. It's over. Um, now, did you watch it? I did watch it. Um, oh. And so yeah, so it's over for now. You know the that the four part um, was all that it was going to be right now. Um, I will say I don't see this topic being over as far as like I, I see them making more um, or at least I would not be surprised if they made more as in like a season two as you know ne- next year or something because 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 in real life it's still going you know like it's not resolved in real life so I, I think that um, and you know not have he was in the news like as recently as two or three weeks ago when they um, overturned the decision to give him a new trial that was that was in the news like in early March. And so you knew that this thing wasn't resolved in real life. So I could see it happening. Uh, I could see another season coming if the you know because the people, the people on non-Syed side in this have continually said they're not going to stop fighting for this. So yeah. for me, there is going to still be content to continue to produce the documentary. So uh, with all that said, and I won't, I don't want to sp- give any spoilers in this. But do you have follow-on questions in your still decision of what whether you want to watch this show or not?
1: I have a. A boatload of questions, <laughs> um, but I'll start with non-spoiler questions. Yeah. At, with, I was waiting for someone who I trust to finish the show before mm-hmm. I made my decision to watch it. Okay. Because I liked Serial a lot, but I, I'm not a guy who wants to reopen that. I'm not like a need to see another need to more of this. Need mm-hmm. to follow this guy mm-hmm. to the ends of the earth. Or same with making a murder. Like they they keep doing new seasons yeah. of that. I enjoyed. That season in, in a vacuum, and I don't want to ruin it by, yeah, adding yeah, adding yeah. more confusion to it. If that makes sense, right, right. Like I, I've got my theory, and it's it's fine. <laughs> I don't need I don't need four episodes that yeah. make it more confusing. Right, I would right, rather right. them. So, so yeah, with that in mind. Is this a show for me?
0: So, you know, based on what you just said, I think what, the question I have to ask really is what your theory is, <laughs> um, because that's gonna that's gonna dictate whether or not this this introduces confusion for you or whether it's it's it bolsters your theory. <laughs> um, so, my th-
1: my theory is, uh, I don't want to, I don't, I'm gonna say my theory, and then I probably don't want you to tell me if it's right or wrong okay. because yeah
0: I, yeah, I won't tell I, you if it's I, right I, or wrong. But
1: I think Adnan did it, but. I think Jay is very sketchy. Okay. I think Jay is is they didn't talk about Jay at all, and I was like, this guy was yeah. definitely either a major part or the main part, and it was all focused on Adnan, right? Um, right. But they they both didn't make very compelling defenses in the podcast about mm-hmm. where they were, what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I think I think Adnan was guilty. And my opinion doesn't really matter because there's a whole judicial system that's going to figure this out. But right. Right. That. That. Okay. Was my
0: so, um, then I think I would recommend that you watch it. Um, that would be my recommendation to someone who has your stance on the uh, on serial. Um, I, I I I will say that it. I hesitate to say that it lost steam because it didn't lose steam in fact like the, the, there was a lot of really really uh interesting evidence that is that is um posed in this documentary that is not touched in serial so they like they that's what I was hoping for I didn't want more conjecture and like just what if this what if that type of thing like yeah. uh, like build on serial there is a lot of actual evidence that is re- revisited um so I will say that is a good thing um but I but I will say you can tell like mid third episode. Like I was saying, like I was reading stuff online that was saying like there was going to be some bombshells in those episodes. And I wouldn't say there was, I would say, let me revisit back to what I had said before about the smoking gun. Right. Um, Definitely does not produce a smoking gun of anyone else's guilt for sure. Like that's, I don't know if that's a spoiler or not, but it doesn't produce a smoking gun of someone else's guilt. Um, As far as, as far as, you know, enough to give a new trial um certainly i think proposes a lot of evidence that could support giving a new trial if if that helps um and i think that's the reason why this thing's not going to go away because i think we're in this weird world now where's where tv shows that get produced actually put pressure on what happens <laughs> you know yeah. but like and um the legal part that i think is interesting that might be interesting to you is that the guy like the it does take a turn about the whole storyline of the guy prosecuting this case who is like who ran for um like the he ran for office in baltimore like during this thing and like he's spoken a lot about how he's he's like this guy like used to work in in the district attorney or whatever in like the actual public court and then he's actually now a private prosecutor but he's still prosecuting adnan pro uh pro bono he's been doing it for years for years he just and, hates he just hates yeah and, and so and he like um the lady Rabia who's like uh, Adnan's like personal or not, I, don't, I don't know who she's like a family friend and like is a lawyer and stuff and uh, this guy Thiru uh, his name's Thiru I think Thiru something um, he's been banned he bans Rabia from the courtroom every time they have a hearing and he's like really? for, for, he's like bans her for some reason I forget what they say but she's like this is just just total BS like he, he just bans me from because he knows that I'm fighting for Adnan and so it's it's a really interesting additional layer of this with like The prosecutor is like kind of weird. Like, why are you still so fighting hard against this case? And at the same time, he's like running on the, like, he's running for uh, public office on these issues of saying, like, that he doesn't believe that any juvenile should serve life. And like, it's really, it's interesting the things that they bring up about how, like, all these conflicting ideologies, but yet they really don't make sense with him not Mm -hmm. dropping this stuff with with Adnan or at least, like, leaving it to someone else in the public office. So it, it is interesting. I would recommend for you to watch it mainly because of your interest in that stuff too. For someone else, I would say I would give it, I would give it 80 Derek Dragonfruits. Um, Okay. It's good. It's good. It's a good documentary, but it's definitely not, I wouldn't certify it because of the fact that I didn't feel just like totally gripped the whole way through. But there's a lot of interesting evidence. If you, if you want to re, if you want to get back into the, your detective mode with serial, then certainly watch it. But if you're kind of over that and you don't really care, then I would say you don't have to bother until more news comes out, you know?
1: I'm kind of in the, like, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. Like, mentality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But it is interesting.
1: Cool. Well, that's the case against Adnan Syed. Derek has watched all four episodes diligently. Diligently. Cracked the case.
0: Had my magnifying Um, glass out the whole time.
1: (laughs) Any final thoughts on uh, HBO's case against Adnan? Or Adnan himself?
0: No. No. You know, I will say... um, the, the documentary is clearly pro Adnan. I'll say that by the end of it, you realize that. Um, okay. and so they definitely paint a picture of wanting you to feel bad for him for sure. You know? So I think that's the other part that I'll, as a somewhat of a disclaimer that, and that's kind of why I asked your stance on it. And the fact that you were sketched out by Jay is the only reason I say, okay, it's worth your watch. But if you were just totally like Adnan's guilty, I don't think anything else, then I, this, there's, this will just like make either turn you off from it or just confuse you or whatever but the jay stuff i think it's worth watching because there's a lot of interesting stuff about him so okay so there you go cool so any final thoughts on pop culture Derek? i don't think so i think that's all i got and that brings us to the final drive so do you want to go first or do you want to go second
1: what do you think i want to go
0: you want to go first for sure i did how'd you know <laughs> i just had a feeling
1: <laughs> I, do I feel like i first. talked a
0: lot in the last section describing that so i feel like you was you had to <laughs> Feel like you're itching itch- to, to go, yeah.
1: Yeah. I was building up some stamina. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my final drive this week, Derek Oreo thins. Oreo thins, yeah. Have you had an Oreo thin?
0: I have actually, but not frequently.
1: So I had one recently, probably within the past year, and I was like, this is good. What a nice <laughs> little invention. It was just an Oreo, but the it's called an Oreo thin because there's less of the cookie. Right, right. Um so, that may be a turn off immediately to some people. I get that. <laughs> but hear me out. They're already coming out with tons of new Oreo thin flavors. Mm, I
0: didn't They're, know that. I think that.
1: Oreo Thins is like their test ground. They're yeah, like, hey, it doesn't cost that much. We use half the cookie wood anyway. Let's try some random flavors. So, I just bought pistachio Oreo Thins and lemon Oreo Thins. Wow. Just trying them out.
0: That's bold. Superb. Wow.
1: Oreo Thins are the future. <laughs> Oreo Light. As I like to call them, <laughs> like diet Oreos are amazing. Um, they're easier to eat. You can eat more of them without feeling uh, guilty. You don't. If you're a person who splits the Oreo and licks it, these aren't for you. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. These are for people who eat cookies like a normal human. They want to eat a cookie. They don't want to eat something that crumbles in their hand or something they have to <laughs> deassemble in order to eat correctly. So these are good, nice, light, thin cookies. Um, they're they're when they say Oreo thins, these things are thin, dude. They're yeah. I don't know, yeah. it's like f- maybe 4 to 7 pieces of paper stacked on top of each other. <laughs> they are so thin, and yeah, they're, they're they they taste good, they're, they're crispy. Thin. Um so I I'm really excited for this podcast to be over so I can eat more Oreo thins. That's that's honestly how I feel. Now, do you think that um, so,
0: do, the only the only gripe I have is do you think that since you can eat more of them, they should be called Moreos? More Oreos. Do you think that? No, would've... I. Th-
1: <laughs> I think no, but I love that so much, <laughs> and I think the branding people who, I think double stuffed Oreo should be called. More
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was. The, yeah, because more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is really not more Oreo. It's really less Oreos. Correct. Yeah. So you can I, eat more I, of them.
1: I, love the thought. I just think you you're, put you're pointing your efforts in the wrong, wrong direction. direction. Yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. Good point. Good so point. these are less O's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect. Um,
1: so yeah super in on oreo thins oreo light diet oreos whatever you want um they are superb so highly recommend um it's almost like a i don't know how to describe it the, the texture is really good it's like crispy but you get a little bit of cream it's not just this big honkin mess in your mouth <laughs> i would never put them in an ice cream like you could do yeah, with regular yeah, oreos yeah. regular oreos still have their purpose but get on the oreo thin bandwagon we're here and we're ready to party.
0: All righty, Oreo crew is ready to party. Um, my final drive is going to be a quick one. I think it's. Uh, I was in Loon. I was at Loon this weekend, last ski trip of the week of the year. Uh, really, some spring skiing. I actually, started pouring rain the second half of Sunday, which I've never experienced during skiing. So we had to cut that one short. But, huh. um, but you know, April is kind of what you're going to expect um, warmer weather. But so we stayed right down the street. Um, from the Woodstock Brewery, which we've been to, Steve. I believe you were there when we went. Were you there when we went there a couple of years ago?
1: Did we? We got Woodstock we glasses.
0: We got gla- we got pine glasses that said Woodstock on them. Because remember, I don't we think thought I it was, was cool. there. You we weren't there. Maybe you just because you brought one I brought home. I was okay, like, then yeah, amazing. you must not have been there. Yeah, but so uh, we stopped on the way home from another mountain, I think. But. So the Woodstock Brewery, um, it's actually a brewery and inn, and I didn't even realize this. Like, there's like forty something rooms at this inn. It's like a quaint little place, but like has a lot of rooms. Cool. We didn't stay at the inn, but we stayed right down the street at an Airbnb. Um, just so, really, this final drive is only just to recommend it. I guess this place is really cool. Uh, the brewery itself, the beer is really good. You know, um, a couple of the you know their seasonal beers good. I, I liked you know all the ones that I tried. Um, the food is excellent. It's like it's just you know. Uh, a lot of comfort food but you know it was packed every time we went there even though it was like not peak ski season at all um and and just the the whole place is like really unique in that you walk in there's a brewery right there then it's basically like a sports bar for a little while then it's like a family restaurant and then it's like a quaint inn and it's like all the same building it's like you walk through it and it's very interesting where where is this place it's uh, it's really right like it's a five minute drive from loon uh it's in woodstock new hampshire um and so like
1: an out, like an hour away from downtown
0: Boston. Uh, no, no, no. From Boston, it's probably like two hours. It's like a two oh, okay. two loons like two hours and fifteen minutes probably is about the drive. So it's it's far enough that you wouldn't just like kind of take a ride there to go eat. But, um, but if you're staying up in New Hampshire, highly recommend at least getting grabbing dinner or lunch or something at this place. Very cool. Um, and good beer too. How's so how was the beer? Yeah, beer was good. Yeah. So I had the two beers that I liked the most were. They might have both been seasonal. I'm not sure. But there was Frosty Goggles, which was definitely a winter beer. Um, Great name. But that was, a, that was like an amber winter beer. It was very good. Um, and then Red Rack Ale was the other one that I think is year-round. I think Red Rack was year-round. And I think that was a lager, but I don't remember for sure um, what type of beer it was. But it, they were both good. Um, pretty versatile beers. Nothing like crazy about them. But they had a lot. They had a lot of beers that I didn't get to try, too. So... I recommend swinging by and checking it out if you're ever in Woodstock, New Hampshire, or near Loon or Waterville or any of those mountains there. So
1: Woodstock Brewery, high Woodstock Brewery. reviews, high reviews. So
0: cool. that's it. That's all I got for Final Drive. And well,
1: that's episode 127 in
0: the books. In Derek. the books. So Can, one, you, can you believe I it? I can't. I honestly can't believe it. 127 is in it. the books. <laughs> Neither you can that's I. so many episodes. It's a lot of episodes. <laughs> so. Um, so God. that's all we got. The next time you see us, we will probably have some playoffs underway. The Red Sox will be 1 and 12 and the Rays will be 12 and 1. Uh and a lot will be going on. So and we'll have a and you, yeah.
1: Yeah, if you want to be a guest, we're, we we yes. we hear you and we we want you on. We are just we don't schedule the podcast as uh systematically as we usually do. We kind of decide what yeah. day and what time the week of. But if you're a so, guest and you
0: want it, then you you push us and we will we will fight for it yes exactly exactly. fight for your spot (laughs) exactly so so that's it for 127 and we'll see you guys next time for 128
1: later days